Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Politics Podcast. My wife is laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward when he starts talking and then he just side-eyes me and stares at me. I don't care, we're keeping it. Um, we're going to talk about Justice League today. Uh, I, don't, I can't think of anything else to talk about. Uh, seems to be what everybody's talking about on social media. Um, so I think we should break it down. And we'll definitely also talk about, now that we have Justice League out, where does the DCEU, which I believe stands for the DC Extended Universe, um, where do they go following the post-credit scenes, which we'll talk about at the very end of the episode. We'll get to that last. Uh, But with me tonight, my wife is back. You already know because she was just laughing at me. Brooke, how are you? I'm beaming very well. Thank you for asking. I should say, we have Brooke Banks back from beautiful, sunny L.A., and it's currently 28 degrees here in Michigan and freezing. I'm wearing a sweatshirt because it's so cold here in, like, 70-degree weather. Um, (laughs) We feel so bad for you. I don't know how you get through. It's hard, man. It's hard. Yeah, so, Brooke, this is kind of right up your alley. You're kind of like... Our DC fanatic. I am a bi- very biased fanatic. Let's start that out by saying that. I will try as hard as I can to to take most of the bias out in my review. Like, I love DC, but I want to like compare it to other movies and compare it to actual film and not just say, oh, this is great because it has Batman in it. So this will be interesting to see how much I can, I guess, hide my fanboy. Yeah, and it's it's fun because we have three different levels of the the fanaticism here because you easily the most into it. I'd probably fall somewhere in the mix because I, I love Marvel and DC, and my wife here just kind of watches the movies and she likes them, so she has no allegiance either way. So yeah, with that in mind, we will have three different perspectives, I assume. But I got a feeling we're gonna agree on a lot of things. So, by request of my wife, who has yet to speak up, uh, she really wants to talk about the differences between the trailer and the movie. So, we'll, we'll get into breaking down the movie real quick. But go ahead, Brandy. What, what, what are you talking about? What did he say? Did you say, thank God? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. Please. Because the trailers showed so much that wasn't even in the movie. They made lines that worked in the context of the movie sound really out of like context. They were just bad and awkward. Like those trailers were trash compared to what the actual movie ended up being. That's actually what I was going to say is that I was, I went into the movie with very, very low expectations because the trailers were so terrible that I went in and I wasn't excited. I wasn't expecting it to be good. And I absolutely loved it. Whoever did the marketing for the trailers just did a terrible, terrible job because I I thought that the trailers were cheesy. You didn't really get anything what the movie was actually about. They were just trying to shove as many characters in there and doing cool things as they possibly could. But the movie was so much more than that. And I, I absolutely hated the trailers. I, I'm glad that Darren's parents asked us if we wanted to go and we all got to watch it or else because Darren had actually asked me he said hey I'm going to Justice League is that okay I'm like yeah I don't care because I honestly from the trailers I was like meh like 
I don't really care either way if I do or don't see this in theaters, but I'm really glad that I did though. Like a specific example too of the trailer, like one of the worst lines in that trailer is just Aquaman jumping or he's up on the, like the roof of the GCPD and he sees Batman and he just kind of does the up oh, dress like a bat, dig it. And out of context, that sounded so awkward and not funny and not, it was like kind of off putting of just like, is this really going to be the corniest movie ever? And then you see it in the context of the actual scene where like Aquaman only saw him this one time as Bruce Wayne. And then he pops up and he sees him like I like like Aquaman thought he was crazy. But now he sees him dressed as a bat and is just like that laugh beforehand where he just kind of like, whoa, you're, you're seriously dressed like a bat. I dig it. Like it works in the context of the scene. But how do you take that out and put it in the trailer in the most unappealing way? for an audience what are, like how can you be that bad at your job yeah the trailers okay so it's a, it's not just the trailers it's a bigger issue altogether i thought the marketing was very lackluster for what i would call um the biggest team up in, in comic books since the dawn of comic books the marketing was like a, it was like they're embarrassed of superman or something like you didn't see him ever why why was he not in any of the marketing like they have his logo and stuff but there's no like all those like individual posters and you're not going to give me one of superman like he's in half of the movie bro they thought that you were not believing he was going to come back <laughs> like he's the second build person in in the in the uh opening credits like i don't that was such a sloppy like we're going to hide him but everyone know, i don't that was, they they mishandled it's dc if that's the thing for this movie that they're going to mishandle the most i'm very glad that that was the extent of it here's the thing that like this is kind of this harkens back to like a bigger issue it's not like the fact that these movies are all bad their bigger overshadowing issue are the people running warner brothers and if like anyone's going to stop the movies from being successful it's them because I will say at what an hour and what was it like 40 some minutes, the movie like without credits, uh, like it felt extremely off pace and very rushed at the start. And it's a, it's a much bigger issue because you have people like from what I've read of people when the, the way high up at Warner brothers, making these decisions to cut out all these scenes, Zack Snyder filmed and, like now that I've seen it, maybe beforehand I would have went, okay, good, because Batman vs Superman was a slog through some really boring stuff before you got to like the fifteen minutes of good parts. But like now that I've seen it, I almost wish we had the whole deal. Like if that makes sense. I would like someone to explain to me how the beginning of the movie was rushed because I did not feel that way at all. I felt like the beginning of the movie, like that scene with superman that was clearly pigeonholed in there by by joss whedon and then the start of that first batman scene and like the opening credits felt like two completely different movies it was like joss whedon saw the beginning of this movie that just starts in this dark drab sad place and was like we can start sad but let's give it like a reason to be sad like let's see superman even talking to kids and you kind of just see him, he just saves some people being heroic, like give them something like to look forward to. And like a, here's like Superman 
and something like, here's a reason to be sad. Now let's put you in and tell you why we're sad. Not just starting with like, yep, it's dark and everything's dreary and sad and Batman beats some guys up and then there's a big montage of Superman's dead and everything's sad. I think that they could have reversed it and it would have worked out better. I I think that they should have showed the newspapers of Superman is gone and then the world just kind of in chaos or at least the city and then showed Batman later on. I think if the scenes would have been reversed, it would have made more sense. I could have done without the opening scene of uh, Superman. I was just, I thought it was kind of cheesy. It's definitely, definitely cheesy. I mean, it's also funny because you can just notice every, how much of the movie was like reshot because of how bad the CGI was on Henry Cavill's face. And like, after rewatching that, I've seen it three times now. Uh, that's 90% of Superman scenes were all reshoots. So I really want to know how much of him was even supposed to be in that movie. Like, I don't think there was going to be that much Superman. Wait, the opening scene of him was CGI? Oh, heck yeah. That you could just see his mouth. I was wondering why he looked so weird. It's not even all CGI. It's because he had a mustache and they CGI'd the mustache above his mouth off. So the top of his lip and teeth looked so weird in certain scenes. Brooke, I'm glad you brought this up. The only scene I didn't notice it in was when they actually, like, everyone fights Superman in, like, the middle of the movie. That's the only, and even at the end of that, when he's, like, got Batman in, like, the, the like, jaw lock thing, which is hilarious and awesome, by the way. Um, but when he's got Batman in the jaw lock and he's, like, the tell me, do you bleed and all that, then it comes back because Joss Whedon added all of that in towards the end. Yeah, I completely noticed exactly what you're referring to, like, when you look normal. And I'm thinking, like, you are paying this guy an astronomical amount of money. Uh, I don't care what projects you have going on. You shave the freaking mustache for Justice League. I agree. But at the end of the day, like, it's one of those things where I'll look at it and go, okay, that's kind of look, that looks kind of dumb, but it's not going to take me out to the point of like, nope, this is too bad and I can't watch it. Like, it was a thing where you saw it and you're like, oh, that's kind of weird and eh, whatever. Yeah, and we'll get into Superman a little in a little bit when we start breaking down the movie. But I would like to field Brandy's question. She said, like, claiming that she doesn't understand why people have issues with the pace of the movie. So I'd like to jump right in and say that for me personally, the first, like, 35, 40 minutes of the movie felt like uh, like a moment where Warner Brothers is like, yeah, we haven't shown you any of these characters. Let's jump between like two minute clips of each character back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And like, we're going to rush you knowing who these characters are. And I just thought it wasn't as smooth. I didn't really like the first act of the movie all that much. Yeah. Um, 100% agree. I, I think, I think that the second act, it got a lot stronger and, I was real. I was thoroughly enjoying the action of the film by the third act, and like I don't really. Let's. I mean, okay. Let's just talk about it right now. We're already on it. You guys, since Brandy loved it so much, I don't even know if she'll have any. But let's just real quick, because I know our negatives are going to be a, a little smaller list. Brooke, what are some of the negatives? like you had from justice so to pick up right where brandy the pacing stuff uh in the first act especially like it's exactly what you're saying it was every it was batman has a scene wonder woman has a scene now we got to go meet aquaman now we got to go meet flash and every single scene it's it 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 didn't 
have that cohesive, like, this is a movie. It just felt like here's a collection of scenes that we're just going to show you in this order. Like you could have completely changed the order and most, and, and like placed those scenes in completely different orders. And it would not have mattered whatsoever because they had nothing to do with each other. It was just kind of like, Hey, we're just going to show you Batman, then wonder woman, then this, then this just to get us to a place. Um, the CGI that we just talked about with the Henry Cavill, um, not just Henry Cavill's mustache. Uh, a lot of that, like, purple whatever thing coming out of the ground in the last act of the film that looked really bad honestly my uh i wish they would have had uh at least one more like really cool action moment for aquaman because i felt like he was a character they kept just kind of saying yeah this guy's kind of a badass but also he kind of talks like they kept trying to say he's a badass, but then also make fun of him. And then he never did like the one cool action scene is under the Gotham Harbor when he like stops the water for five seconds with his, he just like trident and water stops for five. Like he just kind of slows it down a little bit. And I think Warner's thought that was like, it was a cool visual, but I think Warner's thought that was like a cooler moment than it actually was. Like there was no, like the first time he goes to fight Superman, he immediately just gets punched into no, not like nothingness. He goes to fight Steppenwolf and it was a lot of just getting hit and Aquaman. He just kept coming. Like he was more of a distraction than I ever felt like he was like the aggressor and like doing cool. Like he never really attacked anything other than, I guess there was that one thing where he like, like even the parademon thing where he like flies down and like surfs the parademon. It's a cool moment. But 30 seconds before that, he like jumps up to attack the parademons and they just kind of like grab him and like start ripping him through the sky. And he, he kill, ends up like beating like three parademons, but it isn't like nothing that cool happened. He just kind of is getting flown through the, the sky and then he falls down and that's it. Like I give me one really like that. The, the example I, I'll use is uh, if you read the New 52 Justice League, like that first arc, there's this one pan, like they're doing, because this movie was essentially that. It was just the team comes together because Dark Side, but instead here it's Steppenwolf. Um, and we all need to stop them, but none of us know each other. And we kind of have to explain to each other who everyone is. And, every, and there's literally the line where like, this guy can do that. This guy can do that. What can you do, Aquaman? And Aquaman, there's like parademons flying in and Aquaman just puts his hands up. And out of the water, a bunch of sharks just jump out and start like snatching parademons out of the sky. And in that moment, I think it's like green light, like it's Hal Jordan. He just looks at him and is like, yep, that guy's on the team. Like I wanted that moment and I didn't get it. Yeah, I have issues with how they handled Aquaman, honestly. And I'll get into my issues when you're done. But Yeah, honestly, he was my least favorite character in the movie. Not that like he was a bad character. Like he had great moments too. The the we'll get into that a little bit later. Like the the uh, Lasso of Truth moment and a couple of like just the little things, the one liners back and that kind of thing was great. But uh uh and then the biggest problem in the entire film is Steppenwolf and it's Steppenwolf isn't a good character and I don't think it was that they didn't do him right in the movie. He just wasn't a good character and they knew that going in. I think it was more of a, they just didn't want to give uh, Zack Snyder dark side. So they were like, Nope, you get Steppenwolf. You do that. He was kind of a faceless villain. Uh, by the end of it, I thought it kind of worked because it wasn't really about the bad guy or it wasn't like a good versus evil thing. It was literally just 
this guy shows up, says he's going to destroy everything. I guess we need to get some people together to stop him. We got some people together and we stopped him. Like the whole thing was about getting this team together, not really about like this great evil that we have to combat. It was just like Steppenwolf was blah. Brooke, I have basically almost the same ones as you. So, I mean, I don't even need to fully get into it. I have Steppenwolf was like, maybe I'm wrong here, but to me, Steppenwolf wasn't even on the, like, he was more like a Malekith, like, in a lot Lord, of people are, are comparing world. those two to, like, they're kind of just blah. You don't know who he is. You don't care who he is. And by the end of the movie, you're just like, whatever. <laughs> like, I, I hear some people comparing him to Ultron, but, like, at least Ultron had a personality. And they did a very few amount of things with Ultron that I actually enjoyed, like his like baby temperament and things like that. But like Steppenwolf was just straight up, here I am, I'm getting these boxes, then I'm getting my ass kicked. I would honestly go the other way with that. I liked him more than Ultron because I thought Ultron did things that actively made me not like him. Like the trailers, everything. I wanted Ultron to be like this really creepy, dark guy who like was this, he is the big threat. Like he should be the most terrifying thing the Avengers have ever seen. And he kind of was just like a jokey dude who didn't like one of my favorite YouTube videos making fun of it was like, instead of the age of Ultron, it was just like a week of Ultron. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's really all it was. But whereas Steppenwolf, they didn't try to be like, here's this big grand villain. It was just like, there's this guy, he's going to do this thing, we're going to stop him, and that's all it is. We don't need to get into Steppenwolf, we're not going to show you a mountain of backstory of Steppenwolf, it's just this guy, there's these this people out there that just destroy worlds because of the boxes, and they do this, and there he is. Just go stop him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Brandy, what, do you have any negatives you didn't like from Justice League? Brandy's a very positive person. She's She, she levels out my negativity on movies. Fair enough. I didn't like uh, Aquaman that much. I don't like, and I will quote Darren, how they tried to make him a dude bro. Um, he just came across more stupid than anything, honestly. I didn't mind the one-liners. Um, I still hate that DC tries to put so many of them in. I would uh, say this is the first movie where they really tried it. Uh, I I really, that we'll get into it eventually when we get to the positives, but I really want to talk about how much I thought the humor worked in this movie. I think it worked because of the personality that they gave Aquaman, because a lot of the humor came from him. And and Barry Allen's young, so he's going to be more naive and He was great, by the way. Flash Flash just like making faces reacting to stuff could have been all of the humor in this movie and I still would have thought it was hilarious. I'm a terrible person though and I can't help but to compare that flash to the T V flash. And I know I shouldn't. Which did you did you guys notice them use they used the CW song? Like they they like they like blockbustered it up but like when he's running through and the point where he like tips he just like touches the tip of uh diana's sword to like put it back to her when he's running and they're in the slow motion you can literally hear the like the it's the same exact cw like sound i actually didn't catch that i hated how they made diana so fierce and strong in her standalone movie and then 
she just seemed more weak in this movie. And I hated that every scene with her somehow brought up Steve Trevor and I'm sad and I hid from the world after he died. And I think that's fantastic because in my opinion, they I've been kind of annoyed that Wonder Woman had showed no like physical or emotional weakness whatsoever. And in this movie, she was kind of vulnerable. And I thought that was not a bad thing for Wonder Woman. I don't think it was a bad... It made her her seem human instead of just like straight alien. I think they explained why for a hundred years you hadn't really heard from her or seen from her. And I like that idea of like, you know, Steve Trevor went down and obviously we're going to see some other ones because the next movie is set in the Cold War and we're going to see... Uh, some more of that but i like the idea of like you've been hiding in the shadows and it's time for you to get out into the light and to be that beacon of hope that clark can be and that these other people can be because like batman pushing her by by being a dick batman was a dick in this movie and i'm glad they did that because i feel like that was a problem with batman superman as they tried really hard to make batman like cool and it's like batman doesn't need help being cool batman is cool like batman is a dick who kind of is like the leader and gets things together and like him pushing Diana and the whole, he was trying to like push her into a leadership role. And because he knows she can do things better than he ever could, it like works. Batman does kind of shitty things, but for the right reasons. And I thought that kind of dynamic with him and Diana really worked well in this movie. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with you, Brooke. on like everything you just said. Um, Wait, I didn't get to finish. Okay. Brandy didn't finish. Go ahead. I have a problem with Steppenwolf's face. It looks like <laughs> yes. he's even straight out of a video game. So his CGI was bad. <laughs> his CGI was bad. And here's the thing that confuses me while we're on the topic of negatives. I'm just going to say it. I thought there were times where Cyborg looked great. And there were times where Cyborg looked absolutely awful. Like 100%. Yeah. His face at times didn't even like blend into his body. Like, you could tell that there was just a CGI dude's face on, like, a full CGI body. And I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Warner Brothers has so much money, it's insane. And, like, me and me and a couple people were talking about after the movie. Like, not to compare them, but you watch, like, Thor Ragnarok. You don't, like, almost ever at all notice anything with the CGI. Like, I don't know... Except for when Thor gets his eyeball out and it's just a black hole in his face. That was that was that was very bad. I will agree with Brandy on that. Don't think many glaring holes. Oh no, not one hundred percent. You're right. Thor, like CGI wise, was way better. But you also have to realize, like the two different directors, all that, like a lot of the stuff that looked really crisp and really clean was the stuff that clearly Zack Snyder did and was done so long ago, and they had all that time to do post on. Whereas the stuff that uh, Whedon shot and even because they probably had to shoot all this stuff, prioritize what's going in the film and then actually like try to put in work on the CGI and all that and having to do like spend all that money and to just to do Henry Cavill's mustache and like try to do all of this stuff and get it done by the time. Like, like what, like forever justice league will be a movie that is that, that was much worse because it had a, a date, like a deadline and a release date that it had to hit. Like, in a perfect world where people aren't breathing down their necks and they don't have shareholders to make happy and like money to make and all of those things, this movie gets put back on hold for six more months and they continue to work and, and put a little bit more money into it and like fix all the kinks. But it was a movie that kind of was rushed, had two different directors and two different writers and 
all these because re- even with like the pacing stuff there was a lot of that movie that was just like at the end of a scene there was like a quick cut to something else that looked a little bit different than the rest of the scene with like a one-line joke or something that joss whedon clearly just wrote into the end or like something that was just said like like a good example of one that i i thought was a funny line that worked in the scene but was very clearly added towards the end was when they're down in the harbor and cyborg just kind of pieces out and then flash just says did he just bail and you're like that was clearly something that was added in at the last minute because joss whedon was like oh here's a little throwaway funny line what do you have against joss whedon i don't have a lot against joss whedon other than age of ultron being like the second worst uh marvel movie that got made wrong okay real quick i do agree but disagree with you i don't believe it's the second worst because i think entertainment value it's still more watchable than iron man 2 or thor 2 so i'd say iron man 2 is very close to his bat I'll, I'll give you that. Okay, third worst. Third worst. I'll give you that. If Thor 2 didn't have, like, the Aether and have, like, a, an Infinity Stone in it, it would be the most useless movie of all time. If Wait. Thor 2 didn't have Steve Rogers' cameo, that's about it. That's about all I got. True. I agree. <laughs> that's another good point. Why am I struggling? Thor 2, was that the Dark Mal World? Kiss, yeah, the Dark World. With that. If you forgot it, be thankful. Like, I did forget it because so I, I knew there were elves in it, but I guess I didn't know there was an infinity stone. Yeah, the Aether, the red stuff is the is one of the infinity. I think it's the reality stone. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, I have nothing against Joss Whedon. I think Joss Whedon made this movie a better movie. I really do. I think like there's a lot of great stuff. Like I think adding Superman, Superman was my favorite part of this movie, and I don't think we're getting even ninety percent of the Superman that we got if he doesn't jump into this movie. Superman was freaking okay. I, before I say this, I want to say I hated on him in Man of Steel. I hated on him in Batman vs Superman. So I'm not coming from a place where I've loved him constantly. And I I was very critical of Batman vs Superman. But I will say for everyone who is undecided, if you're listening still, you've been completely spoiled at this point. Um, Superman was freaking sweet in this movie. The scene where he comes back is now officially my favorite DC scene in all their movies because, like, when he was angry, it showed how overpowered he was where he basically could handle the entire Justice League and then have time to... That scene with the Flash where he's running around him and he, like, slowly looks at the Flash was epic. The eye thing, and then Flash just reacting of, like, how... Nobody's supposed to be able to do this. It was so hard because I was talking to a coworker today who loves those movies and hasn't didn't couldn't see Justice League this weekend. And he's like, Whoa, was Superman good? And I'm like, Oh my god, dude, Superman is great. And there's a scene I just want to tell him so bad about the scene where he just beats fucking Batman's ass. Oh my god, him putting him in like the, the like face jaw thing and just tell me, do you bleed all all of that? Um oh my god, that's so it was good. great because like my my issue with him is like he's not the Superman you think you grew up with, or in Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. It's like a very dark place you find Superman in, and he's almost never happy. In this movie, he's very like once you get through that scene, obviously. But I mean, you, he just had come back to life. But once you get through that scene, he's very hopeful. He's smiling. He's joking around. 
he's, I won't lie, like jumping kind of ahead a little bit. This movie to me showed how overpowered the Justice League is because it took like two seconds of teamwork to beat Steppenwolf. And Superman is just way, 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 way stronger than any villain they've had to face so far. And and one of the things I will I will say is one of the I loved about this movie that Superman shows up to the fight and immediately it's like ba- the balances have been tipped, like the scales have been tipped, the the balance goes straight to the Justice League. Like they're clearly gonna win this movie. There's never really a point where you're just like, they have no chance. They never really seem like they're in trouble. But Superman showing up, being like, okay, I'm here, I'm strong, beat up Steppenwolf real quick. Oh shit, people are in trouble. I'm gonna leave because that's more important. I think you guys got it here. I know you've been struggling and I could make this fight easy, but there are people in danger and I'm just gonna leave. And I think that was the best thing that Joss Whedon did because that was clearly a reshoot. And I think he put him into that fight about 10 minutes before Superman was ever supposed to show up in that fight. Cause even one of the, that's another trailer scene that we didn't even see the like Jurassic park water thing. And Alfred being like, he said you would come like none of that even happened. Yeah. And I think they just were like, just put him in there. The truth and justice line was perfect on brand Superman of just like, here you go. Even the Barry saving people. Superman saving the entire apartment complex flying like yes so much yes the scene I freaking love and like this is hearkening back like once again of the things I love about this movie which which set it apart for me easily my favorite DC movie so far uh just more entertaining it's not a better movie than Wonder Woman which I mean maybe it's close but I think it's more fun to watch and I would watch it again but like the scene where he flies by the flash and he's carrying the entire building, like, cause like in the comics, he could use like the, uh, like atomic radiation, like to like keep things together when he carries them. Like you get to see that and, like the flash is just pushing your car. That was one of the funniest moments of the entire movie to me. That's such a great moment too. Cause like this one family that we've been kind of seeing throughout the whole thing, like who's going to come save her. Or who's going to come save that, that little girl. Which that little girl also, by the way, she kicked ass. Come on, grabbing the bug spray and all of that. That was that was a fuck yeah moment for me. But like, um, Flash saves this family that you've seen throughout the entire movie. And it's like that, like, fuck yeah. Finally, these people that we've been wanting to get saved, get saved by the Flash. And then immediately he is one up by Superman. Just like, yep, got a whole building of people. It's cool. <laughs> You're like, yes, because Flash is awesome. And he saved these people we care about. But Superman is still Superman, and I love that you got to see that. And it's like, I, and I love it because like Zack Snyder didn't give it to us, but like I talk about this all the time. I will defend Man of Steel forever. I think it's wholly underrated. I love the big ideas that that movie and Batman Superman tried to address. They tried to ask really big questions of does Superman need to be Superman? Is super is it is it even like a positive for Superman to exist and to and to be there? And why would he just be good for the sake of being good shouldn't he choose to be good and all of these like big ideas and big questions and like him being an alien and all these things but they never answered any of the questions it was supposed to be should he do all of these things and then at the end of it it's an emphatic yes it should be an emphatic he should be superman he is choosing to be superman and he is a beacon of hope to the world because of that choice he made but in batman superman you see him make a choice to kill himself, which is kind of supposed to be 
him taking that choice and, and being like, this is my choice. This is what I'm doing. I choose to save them whether they want me to or not. But it doesn't read that way because he didn't even have to make that choice. And a lot of this stuff, we shouldn't even have been in this territory to begin with. Like, I love those big questions, but they should have led to Superman at the end of Batman Superman still being alive and being the Superman we see in Justice League. Like, it sucks that, like, we retroactively get him, but I'm just glad we finally got to the Superman that we all deserve. Yeah, no, I agree. And here's, like, a point I would make about Superman. So Superman has to be your anchor if you're Warner Brothers. Him and Batman. Um, He's the anchor of the Justice League in general. Like, him and Batman, once again. It's fine to have two. Because a comparison I'm going to make is, like, I didn't sense him being that anchor for this franchise through two movies he was in. And, but like, okay, so Robert Downey Jr. for Tony Stark, easily, you know, you just know after a movie or two that he is the guy. Him, and I would say as far as like Batman, Superman go, I'd say Captain America and Iron Man, that's like the anchor for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you kind of like felt it right away, like, like you knew and this is the first movie where i was like okay that is going to be you know that's the guy dc needs to like hitch their wagon to going forward and he was really great as uh as his character and i i really you know i had really no problems with superman i had a lot of issues in batman vs superman but i'm just really happy i feel like it was a super like, it's the first Superman I could be, like, fist-pumping to in the movie theater. Like, fuck yeah. That is sweet. Him beating the entire Justice League, which which kind of goes back to my issues with Aquaman because he kind of looked like a little bit of a bitch right there. Like, but him kicking their ass and him kicking back. You know, I get so tired. Like, I love Batman. We all grew up with Batman. We all watched the, the show, the animated show growing up, if you were a 90s kid. But I get so tired of the whole, oh, Batman could be anybody with preparation. Like, seeing, like, Superman pick him up and whoop his ass, I was kind of like, good. Batman's my favorite character ever, but good. Thank God. So much of this movie felt like the writing was meta and, like, they were trying to apologize for so many things beforehand of just like Superman beating the crap out of Batman felt like a, yeah, we're sorry. We know this is how it would actually go down or like the, like even the stuff at the end is just them saying like, yeah, we've been crappy before and we need to be better now. Like there was so much of this movie where they were like, they could have just changed the lines to like, sorry fans, we're going to do this from now on. (laughs) And like, I, I do think this this movie was a little bit of an overcorrection where it was like the other like Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman were like gritty dark dramas and this they were like we're going to make a kids movie. And I'm like okay. That's a little much, but I I appre- like I appreciate where we're going and I'm glad we're heading in the right direction. I was cracking up because I couldn't go Thursday night cuz of work and I'm I'm reading reviews and like critics are one thing, but I'm reading like how friends and other people on Twitter, like that just finally got to see it Thursday night. And it's funny. They're all like, Oh yeah. Good action scenes. Awful villain. Um, you know, very funny. I'm like, Holy shit. DC made a fucking Marvel movie. That's the exact way they criticize Marvel. Like 
like stroke for stroke. And, you know, they kind of did almost like Wonder Woman was very similar, like kind of meh. I hated Ares. I thought he looked terrible. And I loved Wonder Woman, though. You love the you come out loving the hero. And like in almost every Marvel movie, you're like, "Ooh, I love Captain America. But, you know, Red Skull, pretty meh. But like not to compare them, but it just was like you said, it's like almost like they overdid it. Like they went from one end of the spectrum to we're going to be like this. And I think they'll find their ground. And I'm really, really excited about James Wan doing Aquaman next year. If you asked me 14 days ago to said, yeah, I could care less about the future of the DC movie franchise, but I'm much more hopeful going forward after seeing Justice League. Not that it's like the greatest movie ever. I just think that they've built a better foundation. Real quick, speaking of moving forward, I think that because you constantly compare Marvel and DC that you should stop saying not to compare them because okay. it's it's in your nature to do so. No, it's not my nature. It's in the fact that the two companies make billions of dollars doing the exact same thing at the exact same time right now. Like if McDonald's and Burger King had just come out and were 10 years like into it, people would be comparing them. So, and Brooke agreed. The, the same arguments people are making against Justice League, they make against almost every Marvel movie. It's very similar. Spooky. Completely agree. I think the thing is to not like it, it. It's human nature. You're gonna compare them, but just realizing that like it's Coke and Pepsi. Neither of neither Coke or Pepsi is bad. They're just like similar. Trying, but I, you can think one is better. You can think the other is better. Like, but they're not trying to do the exact same thing. They're just both trying to put out good products. And if people can keep that in mind, that DC and Marvel, like, yeah, they're both superheroes. They're both going to put out superhero movies. They may not be trying to both do the exact same type of movies. But, yeah, compare them. Like, you're going to – that's human nature. But just remember that, like, you're, they're not always going to be similar. Saying, like, DC is not going to be successful because they're not following the Marvel formula is a ridiculous thing to say. The same way as if some point DC starts putting out hit after hit, that shouldn't make Marvel over – overreact and knee jerk oh now we have to do it this way like it's just the deadpool thing where ever now everyone is going to say we need to do r-rated superhero comedies like no that worked for that like judge each thing individually not just on a whole i don't know i just feel like so many people all they do is they get done watching justice league and they have just compared it to thor and i can vouch for Darren because that's exactly what he did. He came out and compared it directly to Thor when it's got no no correlation none whatsoever. Whatsoever, yeah, to the movie and yet you're comparing villains and don't make that face at me. You know it's true. I just hate that like you can't you can't just give an honest opinion about Justice League without thinking of how it compares to the latest Marvel movie. Everything I said was was fair, but this is what I'm going to say. When your movies come out seven days apart, people are going to compare them. It could have been fucking Star Wars, and people are going to go, do you like Star Wars or Justice League better? Just don't be so soft when you go into these movies, Brandy. Alright, how about this? Because we're just talking about not comparing things. Let's do it real quick. But like, Let's not get like in-depth into it, but just real quick, each person which one did you like more, Thor 3 or Justice League? Brandy. 
Justice League. Darren. I like Thor three, but it's 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 a fact of the matter. The characters are more developed. Not, not, no, no, no. We're not going to get into why or what. I just wanted to know real quick. Right. What, like, I'm kind of sad. I want to apologize to the listeners. We have not talked about Thor three, which came out before, and we're going to do I mean, it. Next. Yeah, this speaks of how much better Justice League was than yeah. Thor three. No, all you out <laughs> on the West Coast are too damn busy all the time. I watched Thor one time, and I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to go back to it. Yeah, I don't need but, to watch another episode of Family Guy does Thor. Okay, I've got an idea. I want to hear you guys all break down. We'll all do it. We'll start with Brandy because she feels like she hasn't got to talk enough. Take the Justice League, go character by character, and Jesus. rank them. Who is your favorites? In this movie, not your favorites overall. I can't just pick one of them regardless. In this movie... Rank them how you like them. I'm very interested to hear about this. So I'll let Brandy go, then Brooke, then I'll go. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Surprise! Uh, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Superman, Flash, Batman, Aquaman. What is that face for? <laughs> Cyborg number two? No, I feel like that needs to be addressed in this because we have not talked about it yet. Especially after watching this movie three times, Cyborg is great. Cyborg is great. He I didn't really think good in this movie. Great. I didn't think Wonder Woman was number one great. What for a guy that usually does theater acting? He was. He did a great job. He did a lot with very little to do. Yes, like, he really made me care about the things that were going on with him and his whole situation, and feel for him. Like that. What was the one line about? Uh, you, when they they said your or Diana said to him you're these gifts and he says well if if these are gifts then why am I the one paying for them little stuff like that where he just kept hitting it and nailing it and, and it I mean I felt for the dude he was really good I stick with him where I put him on on my list Brooke go ahead all right um number one Superman number two Wonder Woman three this is hard. I'm going to go Flash, then Batman, then Cyborg, then Aquaman. And you see, I feel like even how, no matter how you rank them, it's not a knock on any character. Like, I, I felt all of them were good in their own ways. It's just some were more important than others. Like, I say Aquaman is last, but he, I still really enjoyed Aquaman. Like, that, we, I, I brought it up kind of for a second earlier. Him on the last, like, with the last of Truth, that whole monologue he went on, that was fantastic. That was the best scene with Aquaman. And Diana's reaction to him of like, that was beautiful. You thought I'm amazing. That's great. <laughs> That's so good. I would just like to justify putting Wonder Woman first. because yes, please do. Because earlier you're roasting Wonder Woman about her having feelings. No, I just got tired of the sap story about Steve Trevor. He did. It's been a hundred years. Allegedly. Anyways, she had some of the best fight scenes in that movie. Oh yeah, that that first scene, her like moving to block all of the like assault rifle bullets, that was amazing. Yeah, she had the most fight scenes in that movie and each one of them I had no issue with. There was no flaw. I thought that they visually looked very beautiful and I guess it was her action scenes, honestly, that kind of made me like her. I mean, she was the only person freaking fighting Steppenwolf. And and I would Ever. and I would even add in like 
the Superman fight where he fights and beats the crap out of everybody, part of the reason why he beats the crap out of everybody is because Wonder Woman does not want to hurt him. That moment where he headbutts her and then she headbutts him back, like even though he got like the last headbutt, like all of that was really well done. And like she hurt him. She was trying to not hurt him. Like she even says, please don't make me do this. Like she doesn't want to do it. And then luckily she doesn't have to because you get Lois. Which was another great thing. Lois being the big guns was a great moment to me. Yeah, that was pretty entertaining. I think I would go... Ooh, this is tough. I asked you guys a question and I hadn't completely thought about it. Superman, number one, which is a, you know, that's an upset in its own self. I hated Superman before this and I loved him in this movie. Superman, number one. Uh, number two, I'd go with Wonder Woman. Brandy's probably shocked. <laughs> Three, I'd go with, I'll go with uh, Bruce Wayne. Um, I think he had a lot more depth to his character in this movie. Four, I would go with The Flash. And this was tough because flash could have been three because i thought he he was literally the heart of the movie um he is the spider-man for the dc universe brandy's like waving me down to hurry up for some reason brooke and i were so quick with our lists and you're over here giving explanations for every single person i don't care i i, I do the hard work on this podcast i'll give my explanation um after no i don't remember where i'm at so we're gonna have to go even slower good Shit. job Brandy. You have Cyborg and Aquaman left. Uh, That's it. Flash, Cyborg, who being I'll say Cyborg being second to last does not a bad thing. I really like Cyborg. Hated his CGI at times, but like at no point had I had I had any issue with his character or the guy playing him. And then Aquaman. Aquaman's a different story. Aquaman is like built up on a few like one-liners and jokes. He okay. Aquaman is super powerful. He has been turned into the... He is like the Thor for the Avengers of the Justice League. He's like the guy who you, who's super strong, you can rely on, but is going to make the really weird joke. You know, I'm actually interested to see when... When does Aquaman come out, is it? Next year. Next year? Yeah, I'm next interested... Year. And I have a thing to say about that. But I'm interested know. to see how well that movie will do based off of the amount of people who I know did not like Aquaman's character in Justice League. I have a bit of news. I don't know if this is really breaking news on that. But uh, my roommate here, he talked to one of the guys who worked on on uh, Aquaman because uh, they just film, finished filming not too long ago. And they were actually talking about that. And the, one of the things they said is he, they're not sure how people are going to to feel about Aquaman in this movie because he is not even kind of who he is in in Justice League in, in the Aquaman solo Why movie. Why would they do that then? I, is it supposed to be like before Justice League ever happened? Before he, I'm pretty sure yes. It is supposed to be at or before. So he just gets like a total like personality change. But wait, no, wait, that wouldn't even make sense, though, because Mara says that she meets him in Justice League and Mara's in the other movie. Yeah, aren't they married in that movie? I I hope it's after and I hope it's a thing that, like, he learned from whatever and he or like it's like Thor where he, like, starts as dude bro and then he kind of gets a little bit more regal and and like royal as it goes. Yeah, but that was very reverse for Thor. He was like a child in the new movie. What? Wow, we're need to do the Thor episode because I think Randy and I have a lot to fight about. 
I I agree with you, Britt. He I don't understand why he was like all of the the Thor humor was like I'm going to neg myself. Like it was all just him talking about why he isn't that. Like it's like he went to Earth and everyone thought he was funny there, and then he was like, I'm going to take this act on the road. Like what? It didn't I don't know. I, I I thought that was more of a coming of age thing because by the time he gets his eye poked out, spoiler alert. I thought that the moment he jumps down onto that bridge, he's a completely different Thor than he is at the beginning of the movie. And he's a complete badass. By the way, for everyone asking, Thor would fuck up Aquaman. I don't care what you say. But, um... He could fry all the fish oh, yeah, in the sea. He, he's the god of thunder against the god of water. Science would say. Point, point I want to make that I loved in Justice League, though, because we're to, to wrap up this whole Aquaman thing. Mara had a better action moment than Aquaman did in the whole movie. He really, she really Mera did. Mara fucking up Steppenwolf in that one moment was amazing. That was tight. I'm like super excited to see Amber Heard as Mira because I think she's going to kill it. Correction, Darren's just super excited to see Amber Heard. <laughs> Darren and all the other men out there. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I will say my final thoughts on this movie are. One, Rotten Tomatoes is corrupt. And this is coming from a, a Marvel fan who's like, oh yeah, all, my, all the movies I like get like 85 to 90%. And I'm still saying it's corrupt because the whole idea of holding the score for them to do it on some dumb show they have for Rotten Tomatoes is f- one bullshit because like you've become such a source of like, like people, like one of the first things you see when you research a movie is the Rotten Tomato score. I feel like you cannot do that. I feel like you cannot be biased. You can't do things out of the norm. You have to get the score, put it out there. You know what I mean? Like it's not your job to go out of your way to do something nifty. Um, so Rotten Tomatoes kind of a scam, and I'm starting to believe it's more of a scam. Like every movie that comes out, uh, it's not a, a perfect movie. I mean, it's no really no better than like any other comic book movie you've seen, but it's definitely worth seeing because it's the first time you see Justice League. It's the first, like, Batman vs. Superman, for all of its many flaws, you get to see Batman fight Superman, which was the first time ever on the big screen. So you had to see it. This movie is much better and more tolerable to the average fan. So go see it. If you haven't seen it and you listen to all this, you already know what's going to happen. Go see the damn movie. But you guys have any final thoughts on the movie? I feel like we talked about most of it. I, you get real Superman. You, you get a positive sense of the, the DC movie universe going forward. Uh, I'm excited for what's coming. You got Aquaman coming up next. You're for sure going to get Wonder Woman 2 set in the Cold War era. You're for sure going to get Suicide Squad 2 because they already talked about how they got The Rock coming in as Black Adam for that. Um, so I think that's their plan to save Suicide Squad 2. And then Shazam is for sure going to happen. So we're at least getting that. Oh, wait, spoiler right now. We didn't even talk about it. Green Lantern is in this. There is a Green Lantern in this movie. And that is all I needed forever. And oh, my God. That was sweet. I there was a it. green. Ah, and then the like the after credit, we already spoiled everything. I'm spoiling the other thing you see. You, you don't get to see it, but like flash Superman race. That's amazing. Like. There were jokes in this that were callback jokes that were amazing in the race, the brunch joke. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I didn't even notice it till the third time I was watching. But you remember the the scene where they're digging uh, digging up Superman's grave and Cyborg won't fist bump him? 
yeah. at the end, once they beat Steph, Steppenwolf and they're all standing there, they fist bump. I did. I actually did notice that at the very end. Yeah, it's when they're amazing. on the side, I see his hand go up and he finally fist bumps him. Yes. And then, come on, that last scene, I all three times in theaters when we were like the second that that last after credit scene ended, I literally heard at least one person stand up and shout, fuck yes. Like people oh, yeah. were really into that. Even if you weren't into Jesse Eisenberg Lex, like I'm already like, okay, that you already showed me Lex is no longer manic Lex. He is businessman Lex. Okay, let's go. I don't need any more explanation. I don't need any, oh, we need to, this is why I was acting all weird and dumb. Just business Lex. Give me Deathstroke. Give me the Injustice League versus the Justice League. Let's do it. And the last thing I will say about this, because the biggest problem in superhero movies forever has been sky beams. And then you stop the sky beam and everything's saved. I loved that you actually saw them fight Steppenwolf. It wasn't super long. It wasn't super like one-sided. It didn't feel like the Justice League was ever going to, yeah. It didn't feel like they were going to lose at any point, but like, but it like, it was an actual fight. You saw people doing actual fight moves where I feel like, like that was one of the things that Captain America uh, Winter Soldier did the best is those like hand-to-hand Bucky cap fight scenes are some of the best like action sequences I've ever seen. And a lot of superhero movies are just trying to get away with just showing you cool effects as like powers instead of like actual fight scenes. And like Brandy was saying, one of the reasons why Wonder Woman is so great in this movie is because you see her kicking people's ass. You see Steppenwolf have fight a fight in the water with Aquaman. You see every single one of these heroes get in on the action and have real actual action set pieces. And I thought that was one of the things where like Zack Snyder has not has, he like makes things look good, but a lot of his action sequences are just like things happening to happen. Whereas this movie, all the action pieces kind of like gave you character stuff and kind of moved the, the, the story forward and were fun and like kept, kept you engaged and so if you are listening to this and now you know everything about the movie, but we're still needing a reason to go watch it, just go watch some fun Batman doing flips and blowing parademons up and Aquaman's doing the trident thing and all like Flash running around, put like all of the little like fight things with the fl- Like there's so much good stuff in this movie. Please go see it. Go support Warner Brothers. I hope this movie, it had a bad opening, but I hope it has a really, really strong uh, second win and a good multiplier. Yeah, do you do you care if real quick I talk about the opening? Like Go crazy. Like the numbers did? Because I, I don't want to like neg on no, it too much. No, leave them alone. They've suffered enough. <laughs> look, I got to say how it is. This movie opening weekend did almost $40 million less than Suicide Squad, which is arguably the worst comic book movie I've ever seen. And like, and this isn't a, this is an indictment of Justice League at all. Justice League is a good movie, a good, good fun comic book movie. This is an indictment on how, how Warner Brothers runs a franchise. Um, like the, the wacky decisions they make last minute for these movies and really, like, Wonder Woman, I thought, was going to salvage Justice League sales because Wonder Woman is a fantastic movie and a fun movie. And Gal Gadot, I said that right, correct? My wife's shaking her head yes, so I got confirmation. <laughs> um, 
Gail Gadot is amazing. But like, you you done fucked up Batman vs Superman, and that's exactly why they're in the hole they are today, money wise. Like, it is the like I think I read it's like the fifty sixth best opening weekend of all time. I'm sorry, in no world can you have Justice League be not top twenty five, like the first ever. Because okay, because before the week, I'm telling myself, man, this is going to be close. I, I wonder if it's going to beat out Avengers because you know, first team up movie for each one of them. You know, it doesn't even come close. Like, but I don't blame the movie itself. I completely blame the higher ups and the things that have happened in the past. But DC, like, and I would I shouldn't say DC. DC, your characters are fine. Warner Brothers, you got to do better. You need to be better completely all the way around because. $96 million opening weekend for Justice League is not going to cut real, it going Real quick, forward. can I say something? Because me and my roommate were literally talking about this two days ago, so I actually have a bunch of stats handy on this, and this is why I think Justice League will actually end up being pretty okay uh, money-wise. Um, so Man of Steel opened at $116 million and finished at two ninety one. Um, which is like a 2.5 multipli- multiplier. Basically, when you're talking like multipliers of what you want, you want to be above two uh, to like three. If anything under two is just the worst. If you're over three, that's amazing. Um, so that did a 2.5. Batman Superman uh, opened at 166, but only finished with 330, which is a 1.98. So that's under two. Batman Superman did really awful because word of mouth was, hey guys, this is not a good movie because even fans didn't like it. And so uh, the trend was constantly down. Even Suicide Squad, uh, it's obviously same thing. They opened at 133, and I think they finished with like three. I don't have Suicide Squad handy. They did like three, three something. But it was like that multiplier was down because word of mouth was that this isn't good. And then Wonder Woman came out, and everyone has lost faith in the DC universe and is like, we're giving up, whatever. It only did 103 million opening weekend. That movie finished with over $412 million domestically which is, was a four multiplier. It was not just a three. It went all the way up to a four because word of mouth. So this movie, it opens at 96 mil, but if word of mouth carries even remotely as well as Wonder Woman, there's no reason why this couldn't be a 2.5 to a three multiplier and make a bunch of money on the back end. And that's not even counting all the money they're going to make internationally and all of that. I think though the opening weekend, it looks bad, and it and it feels like it's probably I bet Warner's kind of feels like they're they're getting low balled right now. But I think the the word of mouth over over this movie because Rotten Tomatoes it's an eighty five audience score. Wonder Woman is an eighty nine. Like those are very close numbers for audience scores. Uh, Justice League Cinema Score was a B plus. Like they're not really in in, in the in the the world that, that that shows you how audiences are are, are receiving a film justice league is doing pretty well honestly and i think that word of mouth and that that trust is going to start to be be built back up because people are going to hear hey wonder woman was good justice league was actually pretty good too and i think that's going to bring people in later and i think as time goes on this movie will pick up some steam and actually actually end up being okay yeah we're gonna have to see about that because i'm i'm not completely sold because you know where we live in Brook, you know you grew up around here where i live um i it's weird but i get the vibe for like what a movie is going to do nationally based on how a little theater in the midwest is doing you know what i mean like 
I've never gone to like the Force Awakens, and it's not like it's impossible to get a seat if you haven't pre-ordered your tickets. But like, I went to Justice League, and it was probably forty-five percent full. What? No. Yes, it was. It was. I have a picture on my phone. The moment the movie started, there were no seats in front of us taken. There was one row ahead of us. Full. Oh. I swear to God, I'll post. Oh. It, I'll post it on the podcast. I went Friday later. afternoon in the middle of Los Angeles, and I was in a, a in the Chinese theater, which is like one of the most famous theaters in the world there was 14 people maybe in like a theater that fits like 200 300 people i'm telling you for like opening like friday thursday friday night it was the biggest letdown i've ever seen but by the time i went on sunday i went on sunday it was sold out like friday nobody sunday a lot of people i just wait. This movie, it's. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say this is gonna break box office records because obviously it's not. But I think they'll make their money back. They'll end somewhere around three hundred million dollars, which with a ninety-six million dollar opening, that would be amazing. If it ends around three hundred, they'll be fine. More of a compliment to Wonder Woman because I don't think Justice League will hit those numbers, and Wonder Woman's banned in a bunch of countries. Wonder Woman is is a testament to what the fuck has Hollywood been doing for so long and why did it take this long and Wonder Woman is that's, that's as much as you want to say like Superman and Batman are the temples Wonder Woman is the, the thing pulling the DC universe into like relevance right now she is the one thing Batman and Superman are great but Wonder Woman brings an entire gender to the theater like and they should because Wonder Woman's very badass. And I, I gotta, okay, because we're running out of time. I have to get this. He'll be pissed if I don't. I have a full typed out statement on the movie I am supposed to read to you from our friend Brian, who was very upset he couldn't be on the podcast. I, Brooke, did he text you at all today after he saw no, the movie? He did not. I, I saw his thing on Facebook where he said he really liked it. And then I, I laughed because I think I negged him into having a positive opinion because he wants me to be wrong so bad. Look at the last line. <laughs> I, okay, so he sent me this very long text I have to read out loud because he couldn't be here because he's in Arkansas with some and family. We have, for get, we have to get Brandy's final thoughts first. Thank you. Do you want to go first or should I read Brian's thing that you go? I guess I'll go after... Brian. Okay, so I'll read Brian's. And this this will be Brian's final thoughts because I need a response from Brooke, and I'm gonna <clears throat> try and read it in my Brian voice. What? Don't read Just that. Read he told me he sent it to me and told me to read it. It better said, be me, and I hope it's me. Then read the second one. This this is the second one. Wait, Can you see the... what you wrote? Yes. This. Okay. This is Brian. Anyone listening to the podcast this is our host, Brian. Her name. This is not me. This is not Brandy. This is not Brooke's opinion. This is solely Brian's opinion. All right. He writes, and this is all in quotations. I'm sitting watching Wonder Woman right now. My girlfriend wanted to be convinced that Diane and the rest of the Amazons weren't some masturbatory male fantasy. Her outrage and confusion at the difference between the female warriors in question between Wonder Woman and Justice League is the greatest example of all the ways DC is failing, or better, flailing, that they don't even know. Justice League is so fucking good. Like the cliff notes of an old school Saturday morning cartoon written by a nine-year-old who hasn't been diagnosed on the spectrum yet, 
and is on a diet entirely consisting of red vines and, and Mr. Pip. It's ludicrous, insane, inept, and so out of anyone's involved control that it becomes such beautiful, stupid nonsense. It's like the night when I worked in a bar and we decided to mix vodka, gin, whiskey, tequila, rum, and Jaeger. It tasted horrible, made everyone giggle, and abject confusion, and got us fucking drunk. Everyone should see Justice League literally the moment the superhero movie gave up. Said fuck everything and made an accidental most modern most oh. postmodern wow, I just said most modern. <laughs> postmodern satire that is wonderful. It's so stupid it goes beyond the asinine predictable nature of Batman vs Superman and becomes the best made for TV movie in a long time. My only problem is fuck the Flash and his whole Asperger's as a humor tr as a humor mind trope. Why did the bug blow up and leave a clue? Why the hell is Steppenwolf... <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell is... Oh, there's so many bar holes in this movie. Why the hell is Steppenwolf doing... What the hell is Steppenwolf doing when he was on screen? How insanely impractical and hilarious was that Nightcrawler mobile? Drink whenever Cavill says... Gets Joaquin Phoenix lips. <laughs> I think that's a CGI. 15 out of 10. Brooke's a little chicken shit only appears when I'm not there. Fuck you, Brooke. <laughs> oh I assumed he was going to be here tonight. I he wanted this, to really I assumed bad. this whole thing was just going to be me and Brian yelling at each other a lot. <laughs> Last minute, he was, he's in Arkansas, as oh, I like to call it. With his, uh, I believe it's his girlfriend's family. So they still don't have computers in Arkansas in oh, 2017. So it couldn't work out. Oh gosh. But I mean, I don't know. What do you think? The bug thing was pretty funny. Oh, no, like, I'm I surprised he missed like four massive plot holes that are just no. It's not a smart movie. Like that was one of the things I remember thinking afterwards. It was like, oh, Batman, Superman, and like Man of Steel had these like big ideas, and then this was just like. Yeah, we just like meet up and fight this guy. Is that cool? Okay, I guess. Yeah, we're just gonna do that. <laughs> it felt like a Saturday morning cartoon. That it, it was a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just think that is that whole thing I read is completely Brian. Oh yeah. Like, so I'm like, it's Brian. But whatever. We we keep them around for entertainment value, I guess. Maybe. But. I don't know, Brian. If you're listening, which I know you will, because you're gonna want to hear. Mister Contrarian, fucking. Oh god, he <laughs> he cracks me up every time he hates a movie. I just I laugh. So every time like, he watches a movie, he cracks you up. Yes, I mean, and then there's like the random movies he loves that I've never heard of, and I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Go see Justice League, Brandy. Did we get to your final thoughts? <laughs> no. No. But... I have a wife, and she's on the podcast. <laughs> and if I don't let her talk, I'm having an awful see, day tomorrow. So for any, so for anyone listening to, just know that I'm in a room completely separate from them. So anytime she wants to talk, she can like give him a look, and I have no idea. So I don't know why he hasn't been like, hey, yeah, Brandy, hey, let her talk. I have been. I've been going. Do you want to talk? And she says no. So this is her turn. <laughs> Well, I don't want it to be my turn now. Brian's a hard act to follow. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess one of my favorite things about the movie is even though it did have some plot holes and just things randomly placed, um, 
I thought that visually, I enjoyed it visually. I thought that there were a lot of really nice scenes in it. Um, one of my favorite scenes was when um, they go back to the Amazons and they're fighting Steppenwolf. I thought that was one of the best scenes in the movie. Um, and so there were a lot of scenes that I enjoyed. The Flash had a couple of good ones. Um, I love Ezra Miller as an actor. I just don't know how I feel about him as the Flash yet. Um, they almost make him sometimes seem too childish for the age that he is. Um, Ray Fisher, Cyborg, he did a great job. Wonder Woman, as always, had really good action scenes. Um, I thought there were a lot of positives about it that can outweigh the negatives. So I highly suggest going to see it um, from your own opinion. It's very different than the other DC movies. And it's one of the few that I have enjoyed. I also love Man of Steel. Um, I watch that movie all the time whenever it's on. It's very... What? Uh, I just like to interject and say she claims she loves Man of Steel. But for how many times that Henry Cavill, is that how you say his name, mm-hmm. gets shirtless in that movie, I know what she really loves. <laughs> like, he's a big beefcake in Justice League, too. That dude's been doing some thick workouts. I'm not going to deny that at all but that movie was aside from the terrible product placement and in it it was pretty yeah. good and as much as you want to not like aquaman speaking of beefcake uh him going to jump in the water all like shirtless talking to bruce wayne come on oh yeah and they made a point to make sure he took his shirt off like he's got it on he's got it on he's got on camera focus there's a nipple that's like, a right good looking dude good surfer bro let's do it Sometimes people tell me I look like Jason Momoa <laughs> if he had diabetes. <laughs> You're very handsome, Darren. <laughs> Good one. Um, no, that was another scene. Every scene, I, didn't they film Aquaman scenes in Iceland? Uh, probably. God, the, the backgrounds of that were just so nice. I don't know. Beautiful I, cinematography. Yes, that's what it is. Is sometimes if a movie's bad, but visually it's it's just beautiful and the cinematography is good in it. That's usually what I I like the most is the visual appeal of it. Um, which is why I couldn't get over how the villain looked like he should have been in a video game. Every scene, I just stared at him. I'm like, "What are you doing in a movie? Get back to where you belong." One of the best points brought up to me by one of my roommates was that Zack Snyder really should be the world's greatest cinematographer and not a director. <laughs> like yes. his visuals are amazing, but he just doesn't know how to match visuals to story. And that concludes my thoughts. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'll get into something real quick and then we'll be done. I swear. And Brooke and I can hash it out. We'll be done. Brooke, you should just do, you should just do like a 20 minute follow up podcast with Brian just hash everything out we can do this later like all right so four fucking i don't think you like <laughs> thor either, if we're being honest i li- i like thor i like thor this year has been amazing for superhero movies thor in my opinion is the worst superhero movie this year and that's not saying it's bad i mean i feel like every single one's been good in a different way Shout out Logan number one. Arguably, I'm not sure. It's 
I'm torn. Gar- you made a good point. Guardians 2 is so Guardians good. 2 is number Logan. 2. No, 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 not Wonder number Woman. Number 2 after Logan. Guardians oh, 2. Oh, is- yes. Logan number 1 for sure. We were watching Guardians Logan number the one. other night. The opening sequence with with Groot dancing to Mr. Blue Sky is one of the best things ever put in a movie. I would just like to point out that the opening song is still Brandy, You're a Fine Girl. No, the, well, okay, yeah, that scene comes first, but, like, the opening, like, the credits is Groot, and it's so amazing. But James Gunn, that's my dude. We need to talk about that. But I just real quick want to talk about how about a year ago, we were pretty sure that Justice League Part 1 and Part 2 were going to be very close, and they kind of switched that up a bit. And we were pretty positive that Darkseid was going to be the villain of the second part. Uh, Brooke, I- I'm sure you're probably on the side of me. You think that's a pretty smart idea to push Darkseid back for a few years and not rush into that? I think put him as far on the back burner as you possibly can. Have the idea of Darkseid. Like they, they said for Darkseid in the movie, he was, they were, he was out there. We've seen the Darkseid symbol. Um, but put him on the back burner, put him in, 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 in the back of people's minds, stay on earth, make people care about this earth that we're on. You can't go straight to space without making people care about where you're already at first. And I think uh, you have a good opportunity to do that with like an Injustice League, things like that. Give me Suicide Squad 2. Give me, um, honestly, I want that Nightwing movie. I want Gotham City Sirens. Honestly, real quick to say this. I don't want uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Batman. I want them to k- either kill Bruce Wayne or like retire him and just have Nightwing become Batman. I think it's kind like, of sad how like like honestly it just seems he's very uncommitted to the role. And I know he's had problems with being an alcoholic. I know he, he cheated on his wife. Like Ben Affleck's got a laundry list of issues in his real life. But I just think it's sad because we're so used to these people taking on these long roles. Like, like you know Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot, like, they're in it for the long haul with their characters. And to me, it's really sad that Ben Affleck wants out so fast. That's not true. Gal Gadot won't sign on for the sequel unless that one dude back Yeah, out. he's already gone, though. So. Oh, good. He's, That's what I like. Well, technically, he's not gone. It's It was a technical... It was a... He... His production company has a... a contract with them through 2018 she was fighting that after that contract is up they will no longer use him or his production company because she doesn't like brett ratner and so yeah it was just like they're gonna keep using him until the contract runs out and then he's just whatever didn't didn't it almost seem like batman's like scene where he's got all bruised up and he's like yeah i'm too old for this like almost like ben affleck being like hey put that scene in there so these fans know I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'd say no, just because in Batman Superman, that was always kind of the angle for this Batman was that he was like an old grizzled vet of 20 year vet. You don't like Gyllenhaal? Dude, Gyllenhaal? I don't. Don't. I don't mind Gyllenhaal. I love Gyllenhaal. I think he's a great actor. I just don't like, if you do do it, don't address it. Don't do it. Just do it and whatever. But I just think it would be a more interesting thing to get a Nightwing movie and then just have do what they did in the comics. Batman moves on or dies or whatever. And Nightwing has to come in and take his place and become Dick Grayson is now Batman. You don't and, think it's more awkward if Jake Gyllenhaal is just randomly fucking Ben Affleck's character two years from now? Like to me, I, it's more awkward. 
No, I think if you do it, don't even explain it. It's like any actor. Like you didn't in Iron Man two, they didn't explain why Don Cheadle was now uh uh what's his name uh War Machine. War Machine's like, not Batman. Batman's the biggest. It story. doesn't doesn't matter. Edward Norton is Hulk, and now Mark Ruffalo is Hulk. Hulk is still a major person. Like. You just do it and you don't explain it. You just do it and, and say, yep, this is Batman now. We've seen, we, we have, how many Batman have we seen in our lifetime? What if Jake Gyllenhaal is Dick Grayson? Too old. I'm just, I'm all for Batman retiring, saying I'm too old, but kind of being like the brains behind it all. Like he's still there, kind of like how Tony Stark pretends. Give me Batman Beyond, like old Batman who's Batman become, well, I guess. That's that's still a problem though, because you can't have Batman sticking around because Ben Affleck doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, then kill him. Ben Affleck's yeah. a problem in general. Like I honestly still just think it's a problem. And I, I get, I still think all of this is because of like the critical, like whatever. If you, if he leaves and then like a, if you kill him off and he leaves and Justice League Two is like the biggest deal ever and all these people love this and love that. How, how they just brought back Superman? How easy it would be like Ben Affleck's like guys, what guys? I want back in. Okay, yeah, you sign this contract, do this thing, and then we'll just write it back in. Like it's comic books. That's literally the thing they do constantly: kill people, bring them back. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a lot of things. I I will say I think it's really smart that they didn't do the dark side route. I think it's very smart. Do something because you're going to be compared every step to to Marvel. Don't don't go the route of the big space bad guy because Marvel is about to blow the world up with the trailer for Infinity War. Let's just be real about this. And like it's it's fine to not go down that route. Even though Darkseid's your best big villain, let him go. And Justice League's cool because you know Marvel hasn't done anything similar to it yet. So it's really nice change of pace. And Deathstroke's fucking badass. So that'll be cool. He'll look cool. Love when you take off the helmet. He's got all white hair. Still a dreamboat. Yes. Joe Manganiello, who was supposed to be Superman, but he couldn't do it. So that's the only reason why Henry Cavill is Superman. Um, There's your fun fact for the day, fans. Yeah, I got a wife telling me it's time to wrap this thing up. Brooke, thank you so much for coming on. And hopefully we can get you back next week to talk about Thor if you're available. Thank you, guys. I absolutely should be. All right. Awesome. Uh, Brandy, thank you for all your knowledge and insight. Thank you for having me. And uh, Brooke, I hope to hear the next podcast actually with you and Brian. I think that sounds very entertaining. Us yelling at each other for an hour and a half. Sounds good. Once again, everybody, thank you so much for listening. If you could give us a follow on Twitter at NerdyP, that's the letter P podcast. Uh, you can email us questions and comments about this episode and any episodes going forward at nerdypolitics at yahoo.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Nerdy Politics Podcast. Uh, like our page on Facebook where we always are posting the new episodes. And the biggest thing I can ask from you, please like, subscribe our iTunes page. Um, every time you rate and review us, it helps bump us up for our category and the, what we're uh, doing our podcast for. Thank you, everybody, once again. We will talk to you guys later. This is the Nerdy Politics Podcast.